0: Best Best friendhood! Best friend? Best friend. Best friend? Best friend.
1: Best friend.
0: Best friend. Best friend. Best friend.
1: You're my best friend.
0: You're my best friend. Best Best friendhood. friendhood?
1: Okay, I think we got this. Yes. Did a little flipper doodle?
0: We sure did.
1: And we are now prepared for episode 20.
0: I can't believe we're on episode 20. It's wild. Yeah.
1: That's Jake.
0: And that's Melissa.
1: And this is is Best Best Friendhood. Friendhood. Welcome to it. Another week talking about friends.
0: And stuff.
1: And being friends.
0: And being friends with kittens. Okay. (laughs) That's what's on my mind. Okay. I want three more cats do you i do like
1: so you would have a total of four all in one go
0: correct all in one tiny one bedroom
1: apartment wow give
0: (laughs) me all of the furry snuggles
1: okay (laughs) i mean i would still love you perhaps from afar but i would still love you (laughs) it's a lot yeah yeah
0: maybe i'll just stick with the one i got
1: okay for now that sounds like a smart wise choice because, you know, you don't need cats. You can be a friend all by yourself. What? I don't know. I was trying to make a nice little uh, introduction into this week's topic.
0: That was perfect. What?
1: That's generous.
0: It was great. Okay. I liked it. I appreciated <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
1: <laughs> because we were um, talking and then, you know, randomly this this idea hit my head. And I just went, I remember when I brought it up to you and it's like, why haven't we thought of that yeah being friends with yourself it's it's like the keystone to or what is that cornerstone
0: of a keystone that works as well okay yeah
1: of being able to be a good friend
0: hmm. for sure like Mama Ru always says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else?
1: It took us 20 episodes, but at least we got there. <laughs> we
0: finally said it correctly. <laughs>
1: Bless. And so I'm thinking in my understanding, in my head about what this episode will be, I think a little bit of talking about our own personal mm-hmm. experiences and trying to be a friend to ourselves, mm-hmm. and then maybe hitting on some reminders on how to do that.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking too earlier today as I was probably falling asleep into the world's deepest nap ever. I did think about this a little bit and that was kind of the the train of thought I had had as well that um, to go into our own ways that we find ourselves being friends with ourselves. Yeah. Like and, and I for me I would I'm going to try and steer away from the kind of stereotypical self-care kind of language. I know that self-care it can be a, a hot, a hot topic for some people. There are some hot takes that self-care is a buzzword or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, putting it out there, I'm going to try and avoid that because I know not everyone shares the same opinion on the definition or value of quote self-care. But I think within that conversation, we can still identify ways to take care of ourselves.
1: Right. Self-love, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of what that is. Yeah. Oh, I had something. Balls. And it was like a saying that, you know, like, your mama always said.
0: Life is like a box of chocolates. No. That definitely, one?
1: No, not that.
0: That's a film I've seen.
1: I'm proud of you. Thanks. Oh, look at that. Oh, well, I mean, whatever. It's lost. Maybe it'll come back. Being a friend to yourself. And I think like everything, like my brain is just dead today. It's like these clouds that are floating across my brainscape Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to grab them and then they just keep moving through,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which I apologize for like not being as eloquent in my wordisms today, but my thoughts are just like tumbleweeds
0: my thoughts have been like that too like even before i took the world's deepest nap literally guys i
1: oh, this is a funny story i yeah. don't
0: remember what time i fell asleep i wasn't trying to take a nap i had gotten home from work and being a little busy bee all around town and fell asleep and when i woke up i was really confused i was on my couch and i had like a gentle headache and it was like twilight outside of my windows and i thought oh my god did I get really drunk and I don't remember? Like, how did I fall asleep on my couch? What's happening? <laughs> and I looked at my phone and it said it was 5.45 and my brain just wasn't working yet. So I was like, oh my God. Okay, 5.45 Friday. I have to do this and this and this and this. I guess I should get up and start making breakfast. And I'm like, God, how did I, did I take my medicine? Like, how? how did this happen? <laughs> and I just sat there on my couch for like five minutes, just like, In this confused state of discombobulation until it finally, like, the gears started turning (laughs) very, very slowly. And I realized, oh, all those things I was just planning for, I've already done today. Like, all those things, they are checked off the list, and I don't have to worry about them. I just need to, like, hydrate, probably. Yeah. That's why I have a little headache. And... Oof, it took a solid like two hours before I even felt normal ish. And even now I'm also like brain fog. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's It's been (laughs) such an intense week though. Like, yeah. I saw a couple of my coworkers in the office today and we were having a pretty, how do I want to say this? We were having a conversation about something very. Sensitive, Okay. Because we all work with different ages of children and teenagers. And so we were just talking about some of the societal things that affect our kids that we work with. And literally halfway into the, co- I can't say halfway, but into the conversation, I just stopped and said, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to carry on with this conversation. And they both looked at me and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to be rude. I, I can't continue this conversation.
1: That's just honesty, man,
0: and and boundaries. Yeah, and I guess I bring that up because that's one way that I think I am learning to be friends with myself is to to say when I have those moments where it's like, no, sorry, I just don't have the emotional availability for whatever this is. Knowing
1: and setting your limits, because mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that we're kind of pushed into or kind of programmed to feel like we have to do is to always give a hundred percent all of the time. Right. And if you can't, you fake it till you make it right.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's,
1: that's not quality. Mm-mm. That's literally a farce. Right. And what good does that do for you mm-hmm. as well as for whatever, you know, situation that might be in. Yeah. It doesn't.
0: No like in that example I just shared I knew I could I could feel myself getting emotionally activated and kind of angry and I just thought uh, this isn't what I want to choose for myself today I don't want to choose anger I am tired and I I just don't I just don't I just can't and that's okay and they were both super respectful res, respectful respectful yeah um and one of them Jay she even said wow, that's a really good boundary. I need to practice that. (laughs) And I'm like, that's been the topic of the week at work with my clients. And I'm flipping the script back onto myself.
1: There we go. Yeah. I think um, this is something that definitely, it's difficult for me being a friend to myself because I've always, I shouldn't say always, most of the time, I feel like I'm falling short.
0: Hm. Like in what way?
1: All of the ways. Oh, in, because I feel like, you know, we're fed this bullshit that we need to be just during a, a regular day. We're supposed to wake up early. We're supposed to get ourselves presentable for the world that day. Then we're supposed to go to work and do those things. And then we're supposed to be eating Responsibly and healthily. We're supposed to go and work out. Then we're supposed to come home and our house is supposed to be clean. We're supposed to be taking the best care that we can of our pets and our humans. And uh, you're supposed to have a wonderful marriage or you're supposed to be reaching out or you're supposed to be volunteering and sharing your time. You're supposed to be finding a hobby that you enjoy. You're supposed to be making ends meet. And... Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to, especially as we get older, you know, you're supposed to look this certain way. You should be trying harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like all of those things all of the time, I've never been happy with my own. Like, I have a lot of body image issues, Mm -hmm. which you would think as you would get older that they wouldn't be as prevalent. That's not true. And they also change because now your body is literally changing because you're getting older. Right. And so that's another thing. And, you know, supposed to have a boob job, get, uh, you know, your wrinkles taken care of, you know, whatever else have you. And then what hit my brain earlier this week is I was outside by myself just for a hot minute and I had been listening to a radio ad and it was Ice-T, um, leading a tango class or some BS like this. Oh my God. I know. Okay. Uh, And then I was. For some reason, I was beating myself up that I wasn't a good dancer. Really? Yeah.
0: That was the automatic place that your brain went to.
1: Like, two hours later. Huh. Like, I started to remember that ad, and I went, that's cute and funny. And then my brain just went, like, you don't know how to tango. You should know how to tango. You know, if you learned how to dance, you could move your body better. Maybe you'd feel better about yourself because you wouldn't be such, like, a stiff white girl. Hmm. You know, and, like... Holy shit, Melissa. Wow. And I realized, like, I needed to stop my thought process at that time. And I just went, but I'm enough. Yeah, I don't know how to tango. Will I ever learn? Probably not. You know? um, And yeah, I'm not a terrific dancer. But why do I need to be? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these times, like, and I realize that every once in a while... Um, you know, clarity and a little bit of better headspace pops up and I'm able to recognize that uh, most of the time when I'm feeling like I am, like I'm in a continuous thought pattern that I'm not enough, but I'm also then not acknowledging all the things that I am. Like I am not, Mm -hmm. you know, then this list of things. I'm not this. 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 But then I'm not taking time to also say, but I am this. And I am this. And I am this. And I am this. And I'm 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 this. But that's a really hard thing to change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just these little random moments that pop up where I feel positivity and you know bolstering me but it's that's not my norm and that's difficult and there was one thing like a, f- a few different you know little like Mimi pictures that I've seen online um a one that I really liked was you live your entire life in your head make sure it's a nice place to be hmm and I thought that was like, oh, fuck. That's so goddamn true. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've seen that one, too. And I had a, a, the same response like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I want to change how I talk to myself.
1: Yes. And that's been something that, you know, it's it does take effort. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, because I've been talking negative negatively to myself for 35 years, you know. Um, and some of the other ones that I've seen are like... Um, Or it's along the same lines of that sentiment, like, don't talk about my friend like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you wouldn't say the words to somebody else, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like, if these are words that I would not say to you, why am I saying them to myself? Yeah. I get beat up enough throughout the world, you know, like, I don't need to be also doing that
0: yeah you choosing don't to also be have a to friend. abuse yourself
1: right so choosing to be a friend to me as well mm-hmm. like you know i wouldn't tell you that you're not a good tango dancer what the f- oh. How what the you? hell
0: maybe that's my secret superpower
1: i know your secret superpower oh yeah we talked about it last <laughs> week <laughs> we know your super secret power dang it uh it is not tango it is not tango (laughs) not tango but uh, yeah it's just it's difficult to remember but so easy to agree with you Mm -hmm. know
0: well and there's a biological reason for that there's a physiological reason for that we our brains are hardwired to kind of more easily go down the negative road Mm -hmm. and and when we go down those negative thought patterns, when we go down those self-deprecating spirals, the more often we do that, the more thoroughly tread those pathways mm-hmm. become. Yes. The analogy I like to use is the Robert Frost poem. Oh man, I'm totally going to mess this up I'm now. Walking
1: through, going through the forest. And- yeah.
0: And I came across two roads and I took the road less traveled and that made all the difference. Well, If we, the way the brain works with quite literally neurological neural network pathways, Mm -hmm. the, the pathways that we develop as we think those things over and over and over, we're reinforcing that pathway. We're reinforcing the signals being sent in the brain. So it's like, okay, we're running on this eight lane highway of negative thoughts about yourself You got to pull the e-brake, get out of the car, jump over the median and find the little rabbit trail in the forest that leads to thoughts of positivity. And every time you realize you're on that highway, pull that Mm e-brake, get out of that damn car, go find that rabbit trail of positivity. And the more often you do that, the eight lane highway will become a six lane and a four lane and a two lane and then a one way street. And then that becomes the rabbit trail and the rabbit trail of positivity becomes the highway.
1: I like that. And that's a fact like that's truly how it is. Science. Science. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's literally everything is in your head. Mm -hmm. It's all in your head.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's also about how you perceive things. So when we, hear those advertisements or see those advertisements we experience them through the lens of what we have lived through in our lives yeah somebody who has never been told that they weren't good enough because they didn't have a certain skill set they're probably not going to have a response like yours right to oh i don't i don't know how to do that oh god i don't know how to do that what's wrong with me that i never learned how to do that Somebody who's never had that kind of a message, either externally or internally communicated to them, they're likely not going to have that response. Mm -hmm. But when you've been told time and time again through your youth, your childhood, your developmental years, your adulthood, excuse me, that changes the lens through which you experience that advertisement. And then the interpretations that you make of that, the assumptions that you make of that, the meaningfulness that you ascribe to that all of those things come from your whole history your whole biology all of the social factors around you as well and like it's that's part of the reason it's so hard to be compassionate with ourselves because we aren't often encouraged to do so and we are so frequently especially in the u.s um like a societal norm we all talk about it we kind of joke about it that um oh you know i'm i'm just my worst i'm my own worst critic why is that such an okay thing for us to say about ourselves and to each other like i'm just having this thought now this is just me thinking out loud now
1: that's that's how every episode is well
0: (laughs) i mean like this isn't something that i've thought about much in the past Why is it socially acceptable to say to one another, oh, well, you know me, I'm just my own worst critic. I'm just so hard on myself and not challenge that for each other and not say, is that really how you want to be? Like you said, like, is that really how you would talk to your friend? Right. Oh, so why would you talk to yourself that way? Mm -hmm. And, And there's this like, at least in my experience, there's this like acceptability. Like if you're not your own worst critic, then what are you even doing? Like I have literally gone to therapy and, and said to a therapist, I feel like if I'm not constantly beating myself up, then I'm not being humble. Yep. I'm not being a good person. I'm being arrogant and
1: inconsiderate,
0: right? Inconsiderate and holding myself out above other people. And that's not at all the case. It's so hard for me even still to say like, yeah, I'm good at things because I still have that mentality hardwired and it's something that i'm challenging and it's gotten easier over time to change and to challenge that it's not my automatic thought as often but oh my god it's hard to shift those things
1: yes yeah where are we at we're at 21 already already
0: yeah so i as we've been talking when you were sharing the anecdote about you know questioning well if i wouldn't say this
1: to my friend. To my
0: friend. Why would I say this to myself? Yeah. That reminded me of a specific brand of mindfulness um, called mindful self-compassion. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the pod before. Would it be okay if I go into that a little bit? Yeah. I'll try not to make this just a whole episode about self-compassion.
1: <laughs> but it's kind of what we're talking. I mean, that's it's, exactly, it's so on topic. Yeah. So like, why not?
0: So, um, Dr. Kristen Neff, um, is a psychologist who started practicing mindfulness, um, really in the Eastern tradition, um, as a very much a, a spiritual based spirituality based, uh, practice. And as she developed her, as she went through her educational years and became a psychologist and saw the, the data, essentially the research that shows like meditation and mindfulness Quite literally, change the brain and the body, and it's really, really good for us. So she's combined Western, quote, Western medicine and Eastern, sort of Zen Buddhism, um, is I believe the practice that she started with, into this hybrid of psychology plus meditation. There are several tenets. I can't remember all of them. It's been a few years since I've read any of her books, but essentially, the the premise is. The first step to being compassionate towards yourself is that when you start having those kinds of thoughts not to judge yourself and beat yourself up for having those thoughts Mm -hmm. because that's part of the shared human experience we all experience that so don't beat yourself up for it it's normal you don't have to get down on yourself for being down on yourself the second tenet is that well i can't remember the whole concept though is really like shifting how we talk to ourselves and trying to figure out like where did that come from why do i do that what would i like to replace that with Mm -hmm. so instead of god i'm i'm just such a loser because i never learned how to tango challenge that and go do i even want to learn
1: to tango the answer is yes
0: okay let's go sign up for a tango class then because i would love to learn but we don't have to get we don't have to beat ourselves up for not having had experiences that haven't presented themselves to us yeah i'm sorry i can't remember more about self-compassion now i was really like gearing up to like oh yeah i think i can pull that out of my memory no like
1: we talked about earlier our brains are not
0: got like (laughs) 33 percent of the way there and and the loading bar froze and said yeah Blue screen of death.
1: Do you you know what? Just randomly. No, of course you don't know what. Just randomly in my <laughs> no. head. Why do sometime, I say that? Sometimes
0: I do. Sometimes we do have that.
1: We uh, we weird, like, yeah. Yep. Twin syndrome is what you know. <laughs> it used to be when I was younger. Right. Um. But do you remember those Energizer batteries that actually used to have like the little. Sticker on it. Yes, that would show you like how much life was left in it.
0: I do remember those. If you could
1: just, I mean, you could just change it by like you know friction. Yeah, you
0: just rub Heat your fingers it on it.
1: <laughs> but you had to remember those.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> God, I used to that think was that was, like was so 90s. cool. I'm like,
1: how does the battery know?
0: I used to take the batteries out of my Game Boy just to like look at them
1: and see how far. And you're like, oh, this one's orange.
0: Uh, Mom, I'll trade I can't you, have it go red. I'll
1: trade you two greens. If you, uh, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you just steal them out of your siblings. Game boy. Yeah. Correct. Remember how many batteries we would go through? Oh yeah. Like all the little handheld games that just had like the, the black, um, screen uh, dots. Yes. Yeah. That would move. Yep. It, w- it wasn't even color, you know, not like the green or anything. It was just, cause I remember I had this beauty and the beast one mm-hmm. and it was so difficult. Mm hmm. Because it was just like beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep. And then you press one button and she jets across. Like it just, (laughs) she disappears and then she appears, you know, in the corner of the screen. Beep, boop, beep, boop. And then you had to like dodge the falling petals off of the rose.
0: I remember that. Yeah.
1: It was wild. But anyway, all of those. And then a Game Boy took four Four. batteries, double A. And then if we didn't have like the lighted screens. So do you remember that thing? that you could it was, it like, was a like a magnifier light. yeah it was like a magnifier with lights that mm-hmm. you would put on top of your game boy so that you so could, you could play, play it in the dark, in the dark.
0: yep and I... that
1: took batteries oh yeah and then you know not even talking about like the other things like any dolls or little mechanical toys that you would have like right. the animals stuffed animals or our play school cassette slash recorder oh <sighs> Those took like four D batteries. I
0: think I still have one of those in my apartment. Really? I think I still have one of those in my keepsake box from my mom.
1: I just remember, like, we would play <laughs> with that thing all the time.
0: Oh yeah. Thinking about Game Boys.
1: Emotional batteries. Yeah. <laughs> That's our, you know, our brain batteries. Honestly, is what. what yeah. How that came around. Yeah.
0: So a week ago, from when we were, from when we we're recording, a new Pokemon game has come out. Yes. Which. You sent me that uh, Twitch stream. Yeah, I was watching that. And I'm like, well, shoot, I really want to go play, but I have to like get ready for work. Mm. <sighs> that's what I was doing when I fell asleep today. I turned on my Switch so that I could play, and then just went. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Well. I was reading. Anyway, it's so wild to me that 20 years ago was when we had those Game Boys, and that's when the first Pokemon games came out. Like, it blows. My mind.
1: And even before then. Like
0: 25 years ago, actually. It, I think this year is the 25th. It's last far, year the 25th? I, I think
1: I, I will tell you something I do know.
0: I feel like the Pokemon year, came out in 97.
1: The year 2022 marks the 30th anniversary of Wayne's World.
0: Oh my God.
1: Somebody just bought That's the birth mobile for $71,000.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. But think how many times you could listen to Bohemian Rhapsody in it.
0: Is that part of the movie? Oh
1: my God. Uh, Ah,
0: I literally thought that movie came out. If
1: you're going to spew, spew into this. It's just a tiny little Dixie cup. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs)
0: Anyway. (laughs) That's vile. (laughs) What? Oh, wow. Emotional batteries. How do you recharge your batteries?
1: My emotional or my brain ones?
0: Let's start with your emotional batteries. Um, That's a good distinction. There's a difference.
1: There is. Oh, for sure. There's also my social batteries too, which, and Mm -hmm. if one is depleted, usually the other two go down by 50%. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like when I'm tired, my emotional battery shot. Mm. Hardcore. Yeah. My brain's probably about 50% when that happens. But anyway. Okay. So, Recharging my emotional, that's difficult. But usually, honestly, it's being alone. Mm -hmm. Not having any other stimulus or... Because I'm very much an empath. And being around people, I feel the need and the want to emotionally help. Mm -hmm. And that's exhausting. And even if it's as simple as going into the gas station, I can see people, I can kind of like feel... Like, I can tell when my favorite cashier is having a bad day. So then I'm going to try to put some extra energy forth to help her. If there's somebody who's yelling at a kid for just, you know, being a kid, I'm going to try to, like, sneak a little look at that kid and be like, you know, send them some love Mm -hmm. non-verbally. Or if somebody is being a bitch in line, excuse me, if somebody is being rude and mean in line, I'm going to feel that. Like, that's exhausting for me Mm -hmm. after a while. So... To recharge my emotional batteries, to be by myself, or honestly, to be around you, because then I can talk through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we literally just turn off everything else and <laughs> right. we just listen to music yeah. and don't even talk.
0: Yep, there have been times where we haven't even had music on. We just sat in silence and looked at the stars together, and or that has sit been in the just sun. like, or yeah, yeah even in the like, yeah, I I was thinking about those warm summer nights just staring at the stars in your backyard. But yeah, we yeah. do the with the sunshine too
1: (laughs) and we just move like about you know every hour or so we follow the sun (laughs) like cats we are like cats uh yeah
0: i mean your big beautiful tree blocks our shade after a while or blocks our sunshine after a while
1: what do you do to recharge your emotional batteries
0: my emotional batteries that's honestly something that i'm still working on Uh, And I'm realizing that now Uh, my caseload has increased pretty dramatically over the last month and a half. So where there was kind of like an ebb and flow throughout my day where I'd have like an hour here, an hour there, a few sessions, hour, a few sessions. Gosh, I just don't have that right now. Um, And that's okay. Like that's, that's on me. I said yes to bringing on some extra cases for plenty of of reasons. And I, I, I knew Like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I've got some folks that are really close to being discharged. Okay. So then that'll open up some of that space. But right now, I feel like I'm just really burning the candle at both ends. So typically, when I'm not kind of overworking myself, it's the same thing. It's just spending a little bit of time by myself. Like, honestly, Fridays, I love having a few hours in the afternoon where I don't do any errands. I don't do any work. I might read a book. I might sit and stare at my fish. Like I just, just being alone, having some solitude, some quiet, some space from other people. That's really what recharges me emotionally. Yeah. And I'm also pretty introverted. I didn't used to be, I used to, well, I think I was, and I just, pushed myself to be extroverted so because so many that of my peers were extroverted right
1: because that wasn't cool to be inter- introverted yeah honestly yeah even just as young we're still young but yeah.
0: but in n- college like i felt ago. like oh god i had such bad fomo that yep. i was just exhausted socially but never gave myself the chance to take a break because i was having fun Oy. so now for my social batteries that same like spending time with you spending time on my own talking to my family honestly on the phone for a little bit that kind of recharges my emotional batteries excuse me just getting that you know not even about anything heavy just feeling that connection with my my people that i love yeah man for my social batteries it is i need silence like i i want so badly to buy a, a, a single family home for myself and not like a condo or a town home or something mm-hmm. because even just having other humans that close to me like in my apartment building hearing them i hear them all the time and they're not rude like they're not disrespectful 99% of the time they're not disrespectful but just knowing that they're right there all the time yeah I i i always have a sound machine going to kind of minimize some of the sounds from the hallway and I just, when both of their cars are gone, I turn it off. Like, and then I'm like, okay, I'm the only person on this floor. (sighs) Because literally, even just being that close to them, to people, I'm like a little on edge. And that that's on me. Like, that's something I've worked on in therapy. Like, I don't know if it's something I I need to work on in therapy, but I did last year when I was in when I was seeing a counselor. Like, because it's not anxiety. It's just an awareness that when I really just want to be
1: I want my own solitary, space. Yes.
0: Yes, my apartment is my own space, but that space is two feet it's away from somebody else. No,
1: it's and your space is infiltrated. All the time. By other people's noise, by other people's smells, by other people's oh, everything. Like, your space is not your own because it's infiltrated by other people's stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And traffic noise.
1: Yep. That's not Ooh. yours either. You don't choose to have that, do you?
0: Well, I chose to live there. <laughs> Did you though?
1: Or was it somewhere that actually, you could actually afford right. to live? It
0: was somewhere I could afford to live for grad school. Yeah, that's that's the truth. It was something that I was able to get yeah. in the minute. Because
1: you have to live somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I'm so like, I want a house, I want a house, I want a house, I want a house. I get it. I just want space I Mm -hmm. just want to be, God, this is going to make me sound like a crabby old man maybe, but I just kind of want to be left alone with my books and my plants and my cat and my fish and have some cute little projects to do and just live. Like, honestly, if I could find like a cute little acreage five miles outside of town or something. Hell yes. That would be heavenly.
1: Dude, the only thing, because I was talking about this. There is a spot that I found. Just a little bit outside of town with acres, five of them, Mm -hmm. three bedroom, two bath.
0: Nice. Very expensive, I'm sure.
1: No. For five acres plus the house. like That's
0: not as expensive as I'm imagining.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm... Because, you know, like our house, what it got appraised for in this crazy market Mm -hmm. is wild. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but my downside would be... I can't just door dash something.
0: <sighs> oh, yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> nobody's going to expect, nobody's going to take that order, you know?
0: No. I would. Just text me. Jake dash it.
1: <laughs> Jake dash it. Well, he <laughs> hey, knows. you're
0: coming out anyway, so uh, <laughs> stop <laughs> yeah. and get amigos.
1: <laughs> or if we just, you know, lived together out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> that would ju- that would just probably be the fix.
0: Could you we know? have like a practical magic house? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all I want.
1: As if we had enough space, you could just build, you know, Yeah. whatever kind of house that you want. <gasps> I'll take the and West we could Wing. we have have under an underground tunnel that connects our homes.
0: <sighs> so we don't have to go outside when it's cold. Exactly. Oh my God, this is brilliant.
1: And it'd be safe from tornadoes.
0: Oh yeah, that's a thing that we have to think about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We could turn it into a bunker for when the world ends.
0: I feel like that should be priority number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I agree. Oh, and then our cats can visit each other. Oh my gosh. We should just let them down in the tunnel.
0: And they can just be like little friends like, hey guys, let's meet up in the tunnel and do some cat drugs. Okay.
1: <laughs> let's Bring some gnats na-
0: Or some gnats. Some nip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that kush.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was at the pet store today getting Albie's new food. Yeah. And I don't know if I've seen it before and I just forgot or didn't pay attention. There's a product like uh-huh. a catnip product called meowa yep
1: yeah
0: i cracked up one of the managers came over and was like hey are you are you okay and I was like, i'm i'm laughing <laughs> I'm losing
1: my goddamn mind
0: she and i used to work together so I, I, oh, okay yeah, like a long time ago okay. so she she, she knows was like, you jacob that was really loud <laughs> i'm sorry
1: wild how about a break
0: yes let's do take-
1: we're 40 in we're 40 in.
0: So this is what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Just being with you and talking with you.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel less tired and less. I mean, I'm so physically tired, but I'm less emotionally and socially tired.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. So let's take a break. Let's refresh our drinks. I agree. And we'll come back to continue the conversation.
1: Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about batteries. Yes. I like that. That was a very good question, by the way. How do you recharge your batteries? That's something I had not really thought about before, but that's part Mm of Mm -hmm. is recognizing when your low light is blinking.
0: Right. The the only reason I even thought of that was just because of what happened at work today. Like, how do you do that? How do you have that boundary? How do you recharge when you recognize you need that boundary?
1: When you are depleted. Yeah.
0: Depleted. That's the word.
1: Yes. Resources are depleted. Please wait until more is harvested. (laughs) I, oh. I harvest them from the souls of children. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I recharge my batteries. <laughs> okay, break time.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I have a question for you.
1: I may have an answer.
0: So I'm going to kind of deviate from where we left off. Okay. If that's okay.
1: A deviated, retur- deviated returnism. What? I was trying to make it sound like a deviated septum. (laughs) It didn't work.
0: (laughs) And I got nothing. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we were talking about like ways that we each recharge our social batteries and our emotional batteries. Yeah. And everybody who's listened to this podcast knows that something we both love to do as well, boil ourselves like lobsters in a hot bath.
1: Yes.
0: So I'm curious... Were you boiling yourself like a lobster in a hot bath when you had this idea? No. Oh, okay. How did you come up with this topic?
1: Uh, it was that evening when I was standing outside by myself and I realized that I needed to slow my goddamn roll.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So that, okay. That was the direct link. Yeah, because I, I needed that. to
1: be a friend to myself. Uh huh. I was being real mean yeah, to myself. Don't, don't
0: talk to my friend that way.
1: Right. And yes, yeah, so it just like it hit. And I think that's something that we all experience and it's something that's so difficult. And especially when, you know, if you think about it, you know, the start of the new year and it's all about new year, new me and Mm -hmm. making resolutions. And it's sometimes that can be unhelpful, unhealthy.
0: Very much so.
1: When it's like, when do we take time to stop and recount our successes or champion yeah. ourselves in what we've done. And remember that our day-to-day norm, we do a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I was talking to, I actually, like, I got my hair done earlier today.
0: It looks beautiful.
1: Oh, thanks. It's amazing, like, getting my grays covered, how much more beautiful I feel. Hmm. Because there's that standard, social, mm-hmm. you know, standard of gray equals old and old equals unattractive
0: right where I have the opposite that for dudes
1: it is last like last
0: night when I was Silver in your bathroom Fox, man. and I saw like in the top part like I've had this gray around my sides for years
1: yeah
0: um but I'm noticing more gray coming in at the top and I thought last night like wow that looks really cool I like that can't wait for the whole thing to be gray like Anderson Cooper like such a completely different paradigm it's such bullshit frankly yeah Anyway, sorry,
1: oh no, you're fine like that's a it's a real thing, you know, but it's anyway, and uh we were talking, and she's she had been you know actually on the same line, like she was really, really exhausted, she was just really, mm. really tired, mm-hmm. and for her, when she is tired, well, at least today, her emotions were right on the top layer, mm-hmm. like it was her emotions were her skin you know yeah kind of like that yeah and we got to talking and something that hit my brain and i just said it out loud to her because i it made a whole lot of sense to me like we've not had a break for like six years i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. a president and the turmoil with that and that also led into the pandemic Yeah. and we've been in this pandemic for two years Mm Mhm. We've not had a respite for six years.
0: Yeah, that's a really...
1: And we're carrying all of that on top of our norm mm-hmm. as humans, just to exist in this time and space where we are existing. Mm-hmm. And even to simplify that, just being alive.
0: Being alive is work.
1: Yeah, it is. Because you can't just live... In order to live you have to do these things Mm -hmm. you know like there's a there's a lot and then you're also on top of just that you're also expected these other things are expected Mm -hmm. of you to live in a society to be you know whatever and i mean kudos to people who choose to have children and to bring that on top of it where not only are you in charge of these little humans and the way that they experience Mm-hmm. this world you're, you know and helping them to figure it out navigate and explore mm-hmm. and learn but then you lose even more of that time to be a friend to yourself you know cuz you're so intrinsically involved in somebody else's existence mhm
0: mm-hmm.
1: you I don't understand how
0: I know I've thought about you know if I had a partner uh Wanting to be like a foster parent, mm-hmm. and it, just the thought of like that is something that I think I would be really, really open to.
1: And myself as well. Like I definitely, it's I don't want to have kids because I don't believe that this world needs me to have.
0: Mm-hmm. Same. Bring
1: in another, you know. Yeah, being. we can.
0: We can provide care for the kids that already are here. Yeah. Um, gosh, where was I going to go with that? Oh, I know. But when I think about, like, one, the lifestyle change that I would have to go through with a partner, and then adding in a foster child as well, like, right now, I'm I'm pretty solid in singledom. Like, it works well for me. I have my routines. I really like how my life is. And not to say that adding a partner and a foster kid wouldn't, like, I'm...
1: Wouldn't also be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. But thinking about a recent situation, learning to balance my own time to take care of my needs, to take care of my mm-hmm. social, emotional, physical like self-care, um, it was just it's, it just looks so different depending on what your circumstances are.
1: And those schedules never match up with somebody else's like they, sure. they just don't. Yeah.
0: One person gets home from work and they need an hour of quiet or an hour of music or whatever. Another person gets home and what they need is
1: people time. Yeah. People
0: time and to talk it all out and to process out loud and to share what their day was. And and it's such a, a wonderful da- balance or dance that I think couples can find to meet and see each other's ways of, of needing those things. Yeah but it takes awareness and work to coordinate that, right? Like yeah. it's not just hard line one way or the other. You both need to take care of being friends to yourselves mm-hmm. while also ensuring that you're meeting each other's needs too Yeah, in, within the relationship.
1: And that's not an easy task all of the time.
0: It certainly is not. No. I really like being friends with myself I spent so many years loathing myself. I hated myself because I was gay. And in the world I was raised, that was completely, that was truly, I was told that that's the only unforgivable sin. I could be a murderer. I could do whatever else. But being gay, one-way ticket to hell. And I internalized that to the point that the things that I was really good at As I was developing in high school, I used to be a really good singer. I was a smart kid. I was good at writing. I was very creative. Most of those things translated to adulthood, not so much the singing. But even with those things that I enjoyed, I never gave myself that grace to like, oh, wait. Okay, so even if this part of me isn't aligning with the values I'm being told it should be, I still at least have these other things. And I think that's such a a difficult thing for us to wrap our heads around as we start to learn how to become friends with ourselves is holding ourselves accountable for our flaws or for our areas where we may unintentionally hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, because people are imperfect. We make mistakes, but those things don't undermine or undervalue all of the good things that make you who you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: It's just a statement of fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Okay. So my point with all of that was, um, so a year ago, just with the pandemic and everything, boy, I just needed some extra support. So I went to a counselor um, for a a while. And in one of our final sessions, I had like this epiphany that self-care isn't about filing your nails and polishing your nails and face masks and and face masks and those things. Self-care is about doing things that feed your soul. And it's not about spending money and going on a spa day. It's not about retail therapy. It's not about the materialistic side of self-care that I had gotten so wrapped up in and thinking like, Oh, these are the things I must be doing. It's about finding what your values are. And then building those values in small ways into your life. So one of my values is solitude, quiet time. How have I chosen to build that into my life? I read. That's part of the reason I set my goal for 52 books this year. Because I really enjoy reading. It feeds and soothes my soul in a way that I can't quite describe So instead of saying, oh, I'm going to be better about self-care, I'm going to be better about being friends with myself, I chose an actionable goal that by doing so, I am being better friends with myself. I'm taking care of myself in a way that I haven't been able to in a long time or haven't chosen to.
1: There we are. Yeah.
0: Haven't chosen to in a long time.
1: So P.S. By the way, Mm -hmm. we are one week into February. Yes. How many books have you read already?
0: I believe it's 12. Let me double check.
1: Yeah double digits y'all and it's only the second month of the year
0: my StoryGraph app says 11 but that's because i haven't updated the book i finished last night
1: <laughs> so well done
0: 12 books in my list is like 60 because my wonderful facebook friends they heard my call and oh my gosh there are so many books that people recommended that i'm like i never would have even looked for that sure super excited yeah. anyway all that to say find those little ways identify what your values are identify what your your core beliefs are about yourself and do the little things for yourself that feeds your soul that mm. feeds those values
1: that's very good yeah it is interesting trying to think of like being friends with yourself I think sometimes w- um, what might be helpful because it's kind of it's a very abstract oh, thing yeah. oh yeah. you know so even just putting a mental picture in there of like you know Lindsay Lohan parent trap yeah so like just picture a you standing next to you
0: oh my gosh what are you
1: and your friend gonna go do today what are you excited to go and do with your friend right i think i want to go to the planetarium Mm. that's being friends with yourself because you Mm want to go to the planetarium
0: yeah taking yourself out on a date
1: yeah or even just you know, if you do go treat yourself and like get your hair done,
0: go like, for it. Girl, your By hair
1: looks means. good. Yes. Tell yourself these things, you know? Yeah. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I didn't mean to minimize or ex- minimize the importance of nail care, face masks, right. getting your hair yeah. done. I'm just saying, for me personally, the those understanding are things of self care feels larger. Yeah. weren't quite giving me what I needed. So
1: I think, and for me, one of the things that I tend to do is it's a mix of, Something that I love to do, mm-hmm. and retail therapy. I have a problem with buying plants <laughs> wherever I go. Or sometimes, <laughs> like honestly, some days when I'm like, you know, just hanging, out, you know, by myself, whatever, farting around town, and I'll just, I'll, I'll make a run to a hardware store to see like if they have any plants. Or oh yeah, you know, I'll just go run just to look.
0: Well, I'm already on this side of town. I might as well go see if they have anything on sale.
1: Right. Oh, and they do.
0: Oh, yeah, they do. Oh,
1: yeah, they do. Uh, but I that's... literally
0: have to buy a new bookcase because I've run out of places to put my plants.
1: I took a picture. Well, I was sent a picture of somebody's new Mama K uh, new plant stand. Ooh. And I went, I'm taking this because it was on Snapchat. And I, I even proffered this term like, don't be creeped out. I'm going to take a screenshot and it's going to tell you I took a screenshot. (laughs) And she's like, I knew you would love it. So I did because I am going to share it. Because the thing that we were talking about last night, Uh it would go perfect there. And I'll show that to you. Okay. Um, But plants, you know, like I love them and I Mm -hmm. love taking care of them. And I love watching them grow and thrive and nurturing Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurturer. Mm -hmm. I know this about myself and I'm not. Always the best, which is why I have fish, cats, and houseplants, because these are things that you can have days when you're not the best nurturer, you know? Yeah,
0: and they'll still be okay.
1: Yes, yeah. Something that I know about myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a little mix of that, because I get that rush of retail therapy and I also get that rush of something new to care for.
0: Yeah. It's not something that's consumable. It's something that's going to last, that's going to be around for a while, hopefully.
1: Yeah. I saw this meme and it was, you know, like this picture of, I don't even know where it came from, but it was like somebody who was pretending to be dead and they like sat up and like creepy face, looked like steer big eyes, like the hell you just say, like this kind yeah, of a yeah. face. And it said, at my funeral, at the top. And then, in quotation marks, somebody said, just sell her plants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, say, like, you would jolt out of the coffin and go,
1: what? No! (laughs) You find them a forest! (laughs) Anyway.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And I, I get overly protective of plants that aren't mine like I remember I went to an Airbnb with some friends of mine and they obviously they were just there for like aesthetics they hadn't taken care of these plants oh I was so half tempted to just yoink it I didn't I watered it before we left and I put a sticky note on it please take care of me but I did yoink part of it
0: (laughs) it's called propagation it's not stealing
1: yeah or I get angry at people who have, like, obviously, like, a dying plant, and they're just like, oh, yeah, and don't do anything about it.
0: I've got three of those right now. I don't know. I think it's because of how dry my apartment is, because of the heater. That oh, yeah. These three plants that we're doing really, really well are just
1: uh,
0: with succulents and aloe vera, happy as can be. Really? Yeah, because of my humidifier, but...
1: That's not enough for these other ones?
0: no. So, I've been watering them like twice a week because they're, they're. Are they in terracotta? Uh. Two of them are, one of them is not.
1: Because the terracotta will suck whatever water right out. So, you might need right. to even just like, I'd shove your finger down in there.
0: I have been. Okay. And it literally. It's
1: a dry, dry, dry. Dry, 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 dry. You know, do every other day. All right.
0: Anyway, this yeah. has been Plant Talk with Jake and Melissa. <laughs>
1: It always always comes around to plants.
0: Check out our new podcast.
1: Plants, 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 (laughs) plants, 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 plants. plants.
0: Could you imagine having a podcast just about plants?
1: Yes. I wish everybody could see my face. Oh, I <laughs> wish everybody emphatic. could too. The <laughs> answer <laughs> is yes.
0: The way your eyes lit up, your whole face lit up, and you, without hesitation, yes.
1: Uh, and we're going to take this this beach on the road. Like, we're going to go visit greenhouses. We are going to go yeah. stroll up and down mm-hmm. gardens. And we're going to talk about all the plants.
0: When it's a little safer to travel.
1: Oh. Uh, I just sounded we... like peanut butter baby right then. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, you Does did. Does that feel good? Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Friendship goals? Yeah. Can we go to one botanical garden in every state?
1: Yes. Have you gone to the one in our...
0: No, I haven't.
1: Ooh. It's about three hours away.
0: Okay. Let's go do that.
1: It's gorgeous. Can we get
0: tattoos and then go to the botanical garden? Yes. Perfect. Okay. All right. What are
1: you doing tomorrow?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, well, we got to (laughs) go. We have a drive we need to get started
1: on. We need to go check hours real quick. (laughs) Being friends with yourself is very important. I know we tend to push it off to the side Mm -hmm. because we have, like I mentioned a couple different times now, Mm -hmm. so many other things that we think are more important. But there's also that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You got to be friends with yourself you gotta take care of yourself mm-hmm. every day when i sign off at work i always say take care of each other you know, take care of yourself yeah. these are important things that you need to remember because you truly can't pour out of an empty cup and i think often we're always waiting for timing to get better or a situation to get better right here's the damn truth it might not ever mm-hmm. change
0: but you can change yeah can I look up a quote real quick that of I feel course. like would fit?
1: Because it it's kind of tough to do that too, because you it's weird, it's uncomfortable to ask people what you are good at or mm-hmm. what your strengths mm-hmm. are. And oftentimes we tell that to other people, but we either don't know what to tell ourselves. We're just, you know. That's weird. It's not. Did you find it? I did. Oh dang, that was fast. Popped I was gonna up try to like on
0: Etsy. I oh. will be making a purchase when we're done. Okay. Viktor Frankl, he was a Holocaust survivor, an Austrian, yes, I believe he was from Austria, psychologist, or excuse me, psychiatrist, and he wrote a wonderful book called Man's Search for Meaning. This is
1: one you lent me.
0: Yes. Okay. I love this book so much. He talks about his experiences in in concentration camps and the fortitude of surviving and creating meaning and purpose in life, even when you're experiencing immeasurable pain. Highly recommend. It's a a pretty quick read. It's a pretty brief book.
1: But that's a heavy thing to read about. heavy
0: read. So he's honestly probably my number one psychotherapy idol. He once said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And I think that parallels what you just said a few minutes ago, that the timing may never be right mm-hmm. i remember when i was taking one of my addictions treatments courses the instructor said you know people often say that they want to quit smoking after whatever stressor after the holidays yeah after winter uh-huh at the end of the summer we're always looking for the opportune time to make a change to do things differently the time is now friends yes the time is today start making a plan You know, if it's something you have to plan for, set a goal, set a deadline, do whatever it is that you need to do. But like you said, there will never be a perfect moment. No. So create that perfect moment by making that moment
1: the one that you change. Yeah. Because, you know, people often say that like, well... No, next week is not going to be as hectic. And, well, next week gets here and it is. Well, no, you know, like next week is, it's bound to be less hectic. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, look at that. It's also hectic. Right. Like, yeah. I've just we... got to
0: get through this week. Right. I tell myself that all the time. I've just got to get through this week. And then it's like, but one, we can't tell the future. And two,
1: we're never granted a future.
0: We're never guaranteed it. So make it count. Be friends with yourself today.
1: Even if it's just a simple thing. Each friendship has to start small. True. It's a high. And if that's what you can do, hello, self. Mm-hmm. That's a step. That's one. You I did just, that.
0: I just got a little teary-eyed at the thought of like, hi, self. Introducing yourself to yourself. Getting to know yourself.
1: Acknowledging yourself. Mm. Not just being a, a being. Right. Amongst and for others. Being a being with your. Oh nope. Full stop. That's it.
0: Being a being.
1: Hi. Boop. <laughs> yes. This was really uh, cathartic for me. This was the therapeutic for me, just to talk it all out. Because really, it was just the other. I think it was last week. I'm just uh, okay. beating, I was just beating the hell out of myself. And it and it comes like it's ebbing a flow. Sure, but yeah, yeah. We all I'm have glad vulnerabilities. It it, I'm glad that it led us here to this. Me too. Time. I'm not sure what else to say at the moment. I mean, it's not like it's not like after. An episode a topic is like done it's put on yeah. the blacklist no that's no. not we can always come back
0: right i think for me the feeling i have right now is i think we've said what we need to say today
1: i agree like yeah like it feels good
0: it feels like this is a good place to to close
1: i agree and if you guys have some stories to share on how you overcame sometimes when you know you were beating yourself up or how you choose to be a friend to yourself. Or if you have a topic, you know, that struck your brain sometime and, you know, you'd like us to, to talk about that or even just to share a fun friendship story. We don't care what you email us, but please feel free to email us. (laughs) We have that uh, inbox awaiting.
0: Yep. And And, uh, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, and our email address is,
0: hood pod at gmail.com.
1: Chickity check it on out there, children. Best pod at gmail.com.
0: Also let us know if you are aware of any upcoming tango classes, because we'll sign up.
1: I have like I took a tango class once.
0: I never have. I want to do it. Let's oh, okay. do it.
1: It's all about them hips, baby.
0: Oh, perfect. These hips don't lie.
1: Ooh, girl. Ooh.
0: You could also <laughs> tweet us, Instagram us or Patreon us, Mm -hmm. at BFHpod. So on Twitter and Instagram, that's at BFHpod and patreon.com slash BFHpod.
1: Yeah. And you can listen to us all over the ding-ding place. We've got Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and that's them.
0: For now. I want to quickly interject. I know that there's been some controversy about Spotify right now um recently in the news really i'm not going into it i'm not oh okay i just want to acknowledge we're aware of that i'm I'm, not i'm aware of that okay let's talk okay thank you um right now we're not going to change anything because we do have quite a few listeners on spotify and i know that that was a very important place for a lot of people to get content from yeah so i'm keeping my nose in the situation and
1: your ear to the ground
0: yeah, my ear to the ground. The so I just want to acknowledge. Yep, we're aware of that, and we're just kind of waiting to see how it unfolds.
1: Wow, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, what this is all about. Yep. Okay, I'll, thank I'll you. I'll fill you in. Okay, thank you. Our beautiful artwork. Our logo was designed by the legendary Jennifer Bate. Oh, and this is edited by.
0: This one will be edited by me.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Well, it's my turn.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And remembered the. Oh, you did! Yeah, perfection. I do all right. I can. So, with all that being said, dear hearts, remember that you are loved
0: and worth being loved by others and yourself.
1: Can I get an amen?
0: Amen.
1: All right. Love you. Bye.
0: Love you. Bye.
1: <laughs> That's how I end it. <laughs>